Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Technology, a podcast from Acrylic. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us here for this episode today. Today, we're taking stock of the current state of technology in the QSR industry. We're also going to be looking forward at some of the trends to be looking forward to, some of the things that we're excited about for the future, and how that's going to change the customer experience. And so a lot of exciting things to talk about today as we look at the current state and also the future of technology in QSR. And joining me today is John and Chloe. John is the president of Acrylic America. And Chloe is the head of drive through products at Acrylic. John and Chloe, thank you so much for joining me here today. Hey, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Excellent, excellent. So just to kick us off, uh, I want to get each of you to kind of tell us a little bit more about your, your role at Acrylic, what you do, and, uh, and a little bit more about what the day-to-day of that looks like. And so, John, let's start off with you. Just give everyone your full name, your title, and, uh, and a little bit of background on you. Sure, sure. Happy to. I'm John Owen. I'm the president of Americas for Acrylic. It's a fairly newly created role where we decided to combine uh, our efforts in Latin America and uh, in North America under one roof. Um, I have a very long background in QSR, having started uh, from behind the front counter, uh, working at McDonald's and uh, working my way up through several positions over many years into uh, eventually a C-suite level role. Uh, Left there and started a company that was focused on helping uh, suppliers to the QSR industry become more strategic partners with their uh, clients uh, instead of having a transactional relationship. And along the way, I ended up meeting some folks who own the master franchise rights for Subway in Russia. And so they invited me to be the CEO there for a little while. So I ran the country of Russia for Subway uh, and then came back, started my company back up again, ended up working with Acrolec uh, as a, a consulting partner and uh, very fortunately fell into a role working with my colleagues here to run the Americas. Excellent stuff. Uh, Chloe, tell us a little bit more about you as well as how to correctly pronounce your last name, something that I didn't even try to do because I know I would have done terribly at it. So go for it. Tell us a little bit more about you and your role. Yes, I'm Chloe Bizio. Uh, I've joined Acrylic about two years ago now and I'm managing the team of product managers for creating innovation, new products and really meeting the customer needs and finding the best products for them. So I've got a few years experience in different industries, such as medical devices and um, also in fashion. Um, And the goal was really how to find the best product for each customer. And I've been um, trying to make that the best. I love that. Very, very well said. And uh, and thank you for helping us pronounce your last name correctly, something that I definitely would not have done. So obviously, one of the big things that that is is a talking point across any industry, anybody you talk about right now uh, and talk to right now is just the impact of the pandemic um, that now uh, we are on uh, going on two years now of the impact of the coronavirus. So tell us and take us into the QSR industry and tell us a little bit more about the impact that it's had on restaurants. We know the restaurant industry has been impacted uh, as a whole, but specifically QSR, what, what impact has the pandemic had on technology within QSRs? So I think the first thing to mention with the pandemic is that all the restaurants had to close down. So that's something that we all are aware of. The restaurant room, the inside part had to close. And so they had to adjust very quickly. How can they make business without a restaurant being opened? So we have seen different ways of adjusting, whether it's in Europe, in USA, different brands as well. And so some of them already had some kind of drive through, some takeaways, some mobile ordering, and they had to improve on those, had to improve the operation on this um, business. Then other restaurants, they had no drive-through at all. So how can they make any money without having drive-through? They they just had to focus on takeaway 
and the mobile ordering specifically. So we had more and more customers coming towards us either to open new drive-throughs, so you had to install a drive-through from scratch and make that work for them in operations, or had to improve further what they currently had. John, any follow-up to, to, to Chloe's comments just on the, the impact of the pandemic? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, regardless of whether we're talking about QSR or even other industries, the pandemic accelerated trends that were already in place. So, you know, as we're moving towards, especially on the, the QSR side, Chloe mentioned the, the value of off-premise business to the industry. Those things were already starting to happen, but because restaurants were closed and people couldn't come in and get to, you know, the great products that they wanted to buy to eat, then they, the restaurants had to find other ways to get those products to consumers through things like delivery, uh, expanding how they were working their drive-throughs, uh, doing things like mobile order and pay, curbside. All of those things were already in place, but definitely got accelerated because of the effects of the pandemic. Yeah, that, that that's a that's a great point. That's something that we've seen, um, yeah, quite a bit of is is things were already kind of moving in a in a certain direction, but then the pandemic certainly accelerated things um, quite a quite a bit uh, because it necessitated some change in, in those areas. So, what sorts of technological advancements have you seen over the last couple of years that have driven major industry shifts, uh, especially over the last year? Uh, what what sorts of uh, of technology trends have driven these major shifts? Uh, again, they really aren't anything new, but the pandemic accelerated their use. So these would be things like uh, AI and drive-through. So interactive technology where you're actually not speaking to a real person when an order might be taken, or something like customer ID where a brand will want to know, especially as a part of their loyalty program, how uh, you know who it is that's coming uh, up to the speaker and uh, how do they want to interact with us. And so I'm going to ask Chloe to talk a little bit about a product called Drive ID that is an example of this. Yeah, so the product drive ID is really for customer identification, which is specifically made for drive-through. So right now, uh, we didn't have many ways of being able to identify the customer that's driving through and that's placing their order. The only ways that were existing was scanning a QR code on a phone, which is not really easy when you are in your car. Um, and it's also slowing operations, which is definitely not what you want. And now a lot of brands want to enhance on consumer loyalty and the customer engagement. So how can we do this on the drive-through? We have created that product drive ID, which is um, Bluetooth enabled. So what it does is simply with a Bluetooth signal, it allows from the mobile phone from the customer to just enter like check-in and say, yeah, I'm here and I would like to redeem this coupon to have a few free uh, chicken nuggets, for example. And then that message is gonna be sent over Bluetooth to the speaker post as they start placing their order. So it's all automatic and seamless, and it's all about Bluetooth. Wow, that's that's really fascinating. And that is that is really taking in a lot of modern technology and and revolutionizing that that drive-through experience and, and very interesting to, to learn a little bit more about. Um, how has, has technology also maybe revolutionized uh, online ordering and maybe delivery a little bit as well? Have there been any um, any advancements in that area? We know that delivery obviously became a bigger and bigger thing throughout um, the pandemic as well. How, how have we seen delivery evolve? Yeah, I think you've seen delivery evolve, first of all, in the number of players that are in there, mm -hmm. uh, in the number of aggregators, we call it, that have been working with the different brands. From a functional standpoint, you see the brands leveraging more of their muscle in terms of negotiating with those folks. As it relates to the consumer side of it, 
It's something I recently learned about that I think we're going to hear more of is e-commerce applications that allow the consumer to have a little bit more control and decide which of the third-party deliveries they want to actually have the business come from by uh, having the, the, in this case, the customer, which might be the brand, allow the delivery partners to basically bid on their business customer by customer instead of necessarily contract by contract. So that's relatively new to the scene. It's going to be interesting to see where that goes. That, that will be fascinating. And, uh, and and I'm sure we'll talk more about uh, about upcoming advancements uh, coming up when we look a little bit more towards the future. But what QSR pain points have been really exposed over the last year? And, and how have technologies really provided solutions to some of those pain points? So the main pain points on the drive-through have always been the same. It's always order accuracy and speed of service. That's always the two big ones. Now it has been even more true in the last two years because of COVID and because the fact that all operations were drive-through only. So all orders were going through drive-through and that meant much more people there. And how do you improve order accuracy and speed of service in that environment? So on this really, there are a few products that we have come up with in the last uh, five, 10 years with drive-through. Uh, on how to improve this. So for example, uh, the outdoor digital menu board with the order confirmation allows for the customer to visualize their order as they are placing it. So that really helps making sure everything is correct on their order before they even go to the payment window. Another product we have for speed of service would be QTimer. So that helps understanding uh, how long the customer is spending at each point in the drive-through and how much time they're spending over in the customer journey. So that helps really retargeting um, what your crew is doing, uh, putting the correct staff in the correct place and really improve the service further. John, any follow-up on, uh, on Chloe's comments? Well, it, I mean, it really boils down to, in the areas of tech that it impacted the industry, uh, digitization of the experience and on the, on the customer side, the brand side, technology that improves productivity. So on the digitization side, you already mentioned a couple, you know, timers, digital menu boards, uh, kiosks for ordering in dining rooms, uh, and then maybe on the back office side, some of the things that have been going on in the technology are you know, how, do, how do the brands improve labor productivity? Um, how do they use e-commerce better? How do they use screening tools to hire? Because it's certainly difficult to do in today's environment. Uh, and again, as the pandemic accelerated issues that were already going on, it was already hard to staff then all of a sudden you didn't need to worry about it so much because frankly, you were closed. Now, as, as the brands have rebuilt their images and opened their doors again, and people are flooding because of this pent up demand, now it's more and more difficult to get folks and they're using tools like that to, to get people in the, in the front door. John, what it sounds like you're describing is that the needs of, uh, of QSRs have maybe changed a little bit in terms of what they need technology to provide um, because of some of the shifts that have occurred over the last year. Is that something that you've noticed um, is that maybe fast food and QSRs have different technological needs as a result of how things have evolved over the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, those needs are all around how do they digitize the customer experience? How do they automate the customer experience? and how do they improve productivity to meet the increasing demand? Because the other piece that doesn't get often talked about is at least here in the US, 110,000 restaurants permanently closed since the pandemic started. And so those folks that, that were originally going to those restaurants are now going somewhere else. They're either eating at home, 
But over time and over the what you might consider to be the lockdown timeframes, people have grown tired of that. And as they've seen grocery bills expand at the same rate as they've seen restaurant bills, uh, they're now no longer making the choice that I'm just going to stay at home. I don't want to stay at home anymore. I've been doing that. So I need to get back out and go into the restaurants. And so that's creating that demand uh, for needing more staff as well as having more reasons to, to have productivity tools in place so that I can serve more customers in the same period of time. So obviously, we, we've we've talked quite a bit about some of the challenges that, that QSRs have, have faced over the last year. What sorts of things have been um, have been successful? How have QSRs maybe thrived over the past year? Um, tell us a little bit more about some of those success stories and, and what has gone well. Yeah, maybe I can give a few examples of brands we've worked with, which, for example, we worked with Five Guys in Europe. Uh, historically, Five Guys has no drive-through, whether it's in the US or in Europe, and they're quite famous for this. They never had drive-through. Now, how do you adjust? The restaurants are all closed. They had to start thinking about it. And so we have done a very uh, customized experience for them as they wanted it to be personalized and very, um, they, they had to put a lot of staff on taking the orders as well. So what they wanted to do is having different places for staff to take the orders inside the drive-through with line-busting tablets, as well as having the speaker post as we would do in normal operations. So that they can really have, um, for quiet times, they can have just the speaker post taking the order. And when it's very busy, they have four or five staff taking the orders outside. And that's something they really wanted to try. We've made that happen with them. And they were very happy with the results and they were successfully trying drive-through for the first time. That's that's really exciting to hear about, and I think it's important to elevate success stories from from QSR technology to show how technology and what you're implementing has has been benefiting those in this space. Uh, John, any other success stories uh, from QSR Tech that you want to share? I, I think that the success story is really around the brands that had their off-premise capabilities in place, and the consumers trusted them uh, going into the pandemic. So the ones that had none, like Chloe had mentioned had to come up with some type of maybe workaround or implementing technology that they had never used before, but the ones that already had it in place, uh, where they had kiosks, where they had their digital menu boards, where they already had delivery in place, those are the ones that have thrived the most throughout this time. Mm, yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's well put. So let's take a look into your crystal balls, your, your QSR-related uh, crystal balls here, uh, and, and look towards the end of 2022. What are maybe uh, what are your top three predictions or trends that you are keeping an eye on for 2022 as you uh, as you cast your eye towards the uh, the rest of the year? Uh, John, why don't you kick us off? What what three predictions and trends do you see uh, for the rest of this year? You know, I think we're going to continue to see the use of automation, uh, increased use of automation, and increased use of digitizing the consumer experience. When you see how uh, the social networks have changed the way we relate to people. That impact also has an impact on how we relate in the restaurant environment. And so there's less and less desire to inter interact with another person and more and more desire to interact with the technology. And so I think you're going to see more automation going forward. Uh, you're going to see the more use of AI and you know that you're actually talking to a digitized voice maybe with some human interaction in case there's issues with you know, maybe understanding certain words, but I think you're going to see more automation. You're going to see more digitization of the experience. 
Chloe, give us some uh, some predictions and some uh, some things that you're looking forward to, to continuing to watch throughout 2022. Yeah, so maybe to add to this, the loyalty would still be a big focus as well for the brands. Um, a lot of QSL brands started having sales decreasing and having issues with the, the whole like shift. Uh, so they're trying to have the customer engagement increasing and that, that would be very important. So with tools like Drive ID, that would help them uh, improve on that. Then the second piece would be really product recommendation, um, having AI recognizing what are the products that we want to put forward and understanding how it can be personalized to that customer specifically as well. So an example would be on your digital menu boards, as you place your order, you can have a selection of items being automatically generated for that specific order. So that's something that the customer is expecting more and more because we see that in different industries. So that's type of thing the customer is now expecting. They want to see this recommendation for them specifically. Hmm. Excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, so let's continue to look forward and maybe uh, project ahead as we talk about QSR technology. Um, do you foresee maybe high demand continuing for QSR technology, even in a post-pandemic landscape uh, as we cross our fingers and hope that that day is coming very soon? Um, even once we are post-pandemic, do you believe that QSR technology will still continue to be in high demand? Yes, definitely. As we said a few times, there is a lot going on with the different technologies, whether it's mobile ordering, um, the delivery companies, or just um, digitalizing the experience. But what we see is really what should have happened anyway without the pandemic. So all it did was accelerating all these changes. Um, I've seen in some studies it was ex like something like... Um, all the changes that were supposed to happen in the next five to 10 years happened in maybe two years with the pandemic. So it's just accelerating everything that should have happened anyway. So I don't see any changes there, anything, everything will keep happening in the same way. John, what do you think? Uh, even in a post-pandemic landscape, you think uh, high demand for QSR technology? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't see that changing whatsoever. Absolutely. So. Do you believe that some of the trends that we're seeing, uh, Chloe, especially with the, the technology trends that you're seeing in, in drive-through applications, do you believe that those will continue um, into the future, the same trends that we're seeing now of, of personalization, of loyalty, uh, of integrating more technology into that experience? Do you believe that those things will continue into the future? Yes, for sure. I think there are different pieces because right now everyone is interested in personalization, loyalty, et cetera, as we mentioned. However, there is a lot about how we can prove and what it brings to the business as well. So that's something that right now everyone is interested in. It, would it be implemented right away? Probably not. A lot of brands are just experiencing and trying and understanding what works for them. And that's still gonna take a bit of time, I think, but further along, I think that would all come into place. Excellent stuff. So. Um Let's as we continue to look ahead. Obviously, the the customer experience is is paramount and something that is discussed quite a bit when it comes to to QSR and QSR technology. How do you believe that the customer experience will look different in five to ten years, as opposed to how it looks right now? Where, where do you see that evolu uh, evolution taking us? I would say that I already talked about it a little bit. You're going to see even more automation going forward. You're going to see even more digitization of the experience. You're going to see more. Uh, uh, folks interacting with devices instead of necessarily interacting face-to-face uh, -face because that's the, the trend that society is going in. I think that you're going to see QSR follow that trend. 
Colby, uh, anything that, that, that you think as, as it relates to the customer experience over the next five to 10 years? I think similarly, the crew will be less and less present on the order taking place, and it would be more and more through uh, technology. So as we mentioned, the AI audio, for example, is a very good point. We can, see, we can easily imagine the customer just talking to an AI, they take the order automatically, and that helps as well with order accuracy, speed of service. So we can see that happening fairly soon. You know, we've talked uh, about a number of different technologies. We've mentioned AI a couple of times. Chloe, you talked about Bluetooth earlier uh, when it came to uh, to people in the uh, in the drive-through and their experience. Is there an area of QSR technology that you hope becomes more widespread in the future as things continue to grow and things continue to move forward? Is there a certain technology you hope that we see more of? Yeah, I think there are still some areas that we still need to understand how we can improve the operations, like. The curbside pickup, the, the mobile ordering is still some things that are difficult currently to be efficient at. So it's happening, it's working, but we can improve further because that's still fairly new. So all the delivery apps, as it was mentioned, it's quite difficult to manage for the crew members and as well for the, the customers outside. So mobile ordering, similarly right now, there are some app lanes. So you have one drive through lane for ordering and picking up your order. Then you have other lanes that are dedicated for mobile, mobile ordering. And there are only a few brands doing this at the moment. But otherwise, if you think you, you have placed your order on a mobile app and then you have to go through the whole drive through and wait for everyone in front of you, that's not very efficient. So that's still quite a few different places where we still need to improve on operations, find technology that can help with that and partner with the brands. John, any, any specific technology stand out to you that you think we'll see more of or that you would like to see more of? Uh, Chloe did such a good job answering that question. I really don't have anything to add now. Chloe did knock that one out of the park. I, I absolutely agree. So one of the things that I'm most fascinated with um, when it comes to uh, advancements and the way that, that culture and society has changed as a result of the pandemic is what sticks around and becomes a fabric of society post-pandemic and what is just a fad that has existed over the last couple of years out of necessity, right? And so in your opinions, when it comes to QSR technology, what are some of the fads that you think will fade away? And you know, is, are there things that you think will, will obviously stick around? We've talked about those things, but what sorts of things do you think die out once we're in a post-pandemic landscape? Is there anything that, that stands out in your mind? Yeah, you know, for me, the thing that stands out, Chloe mentioned it, is curbside delivery. So, you know, that's more born out of the fact that I don't want to interact necessarily with somebody, but I'm already coming to the restaurant and maybe, you know, in a post pandemic world, that's not as important to me as it used to be before. I'm already on premise. So why don't I just come inside if I wasn't intending to go through the drive through anyway? So I think it's going to be very brand specific. Some have been very successful with curbside and they'll continue to be successful and some just won't be a part of the experience anymore. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a really, really good point. And uh, I'll be interested in following that as well. Chloe, is there anything that you think uh, fades away post-pandemic? I agree. I think a lot of brands, they will have to decide what they want to put more energy on and improve operations on. And other things are maybe not that important. At the time the pandemic hit, they were trying everything to survive. Hmm. It was kind of survival mode. Okay, we have to open all the channels, try all the delivery brands, etc. But I think what we're going to see more and more is that the delivery apps, the number of them, they cannot uh, manage them really. So they will have to understand what is best for them, what is bringing the most of the business and then improve that part only. So for sure, 
some piece are going to be left out. Yeah, I would say kind of connected to that. You're going to see some brands who were too afraid to get into delivery on their own, who went with third-party aggregators, decide it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be, and maybe I'll try and do delivery on my own. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, that, that, that will be interesting to follow and to, to continue to watch. Um, yeah, you, you both bring up some excellent points there. So, John and Chloe, as we come to the end of our conversation, just looking at the current state of QSR technology and where we believe things are going in the future, uh, I want to give each of you an opportunity just to give us any final thoughts that you have, anything either that we haven't touched on yet or that you want listeners to, to walk away from, uh, with after they've listened to this episode. So, John, let me kick it to you first, just for any final thoughts, anything you want to leave our audience with here today. Well, it's certainly a fantastic space to be in. I think you're going to see, as I said several times already, just the continuous digitization of the experience and us interacting more and more with devices to get what we want, driven not just by QSR, but by a lot of uh, our lives and how much e-commerce impacts our day-to-day -day life. You're going to see that, I think, proliferate throughout the industry. And I find it absolutely fascinating, just not only how it impacts the experience, both from a productivity standpoint, from a speed standpoint, from an accuracy standpoint, things that are all important to customers on the QSR, anything that's going to enhance those things that are most important to them, you'll continue to see a proliferation of. So it's a very exciting time right now. Absolutely. Incredibly exciting time. Chloe, any final thoughts? Uh, what do you want to leave the audience with here today? Yeah, I think for me, the big thing um, I'm looking forward in the future is really the customer engagement. This is becoming more and more important in the QSR space where before maybe a, a lot of big brands didn't have a loyalty app or nothing like this, where now there is a big switch into how do I keep my customers? How do I make them happy? And I think that's something we're going to be very interested into looking forward to and how we can help with technology. Excellent, excellent stuff from both of you here today, John and Chloe. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of the podcast and sharing a little bit more on Beyond Technology about where QSR is now and where it's heading in the future. It's been a pleasure having you both on the podcast. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode of Beyond Technology, a podcast brought to you by Acrylic. We hope you enjoyed the conversation just about the current state of QSR and where things are headed to in the future, whether you are an industry prof professional in, uh, in the QSR industry or if, uh, if you're just a consumer and, uh, and really enjoy uh, getting to visit those restaurants and are curious to know where things are going in the future. We hope that you enjoyed it and you learned a lot from this conversation. I know I did. I know it was an incredibly enlightening experience getting a chance to have this conversation. So we hope you enjoyed it as well. For more, you can subscribe to the podcast. Stay up to date with the latest from Acrylec. Make sure you do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts these days, you can find the podcast. So make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the latest in thought leadership from the leaders at Acrylec. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for this one, for my guests today, John and Chloe, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.